How do the lyrics go, Lauren? Meet intriguing people and so on and so forth? The theme song to our show, something like that? Exactly, as it has been the last six years since we first started the show back at Broadcast Park on Foster Road. Well, truer words, you know, truer words. We had some intriguing people in today. We were talking about, we're getting multicultural here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. We're going to be spotlighting different things going on around the valley that showcase uh, cultural heritage and and I'm really excited. So this one, we say L'chaim. And we're talking about uh, Jewish vintners with Michael Deller and Gary Lipp, who are right here. And I thank you guys for coming in. You bet, Jed. Yeah, pleasure to be with you. Yeah, so we, I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. I can't wait for the event. And if folks want to know, they're about to hear the show, so we don't need to get into too much. But, you know, if they just want to check into what you're up to maybe individually we didn't plug anything that you guys have going on is there anything you know you've got a wine brand and you've got wine and you want to we didn't talk about it too much you want to give your websites stardust s-t-a-r-d-u-s-t wines.com that's for our stardust wines napa valley cabernet from deller and friedkin vineyards up on soda canyon road Thanks, Michael. And Gary, how about you? Well, I'm very proud to uh, make Coho Wines, and you can visit us at Coho Wines, C-O-H-O-W-I-N-E-S dot com. Or you can stop by across the street from the Oxbow Market uh, on McKinstry Street, the Feasted Forward Studio, where our wines are featured uh, daily. Fantastic. And in the meantime, before we get to the show, Lauren has something he'd like to say. We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at juddshill.com, or you can call 707-255-2332. Thank you, Lauren, man. I'm impressed every time you do that. You're such a pro. You know, while people are online getting the visiting information, they can also see some of the fun videos. They can check out the events that we've got going on. They can put a little wine in their cart. And uh, I say we give give them a little special for being listeners. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club, whether it be 4 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That website is 24-7. Yeah, you're right. It actually is. <laughs> Incredible. And you didn't even have to pull a string. Uh, no, it just happens. It just happens. He's good. Yes, the wine club is a fabulous way to try the wines, have good times, and so is listening to this show. So let's get right to it, shall we? And now, enjoy the show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. For another heap of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people On Judd's Napa Valley Show No sales script and no rehearsing Live from a Napa studio You may be that intriguing person On Judd's Napa Valley Show Pardon me I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. You can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy Judd's Hill wine. And that's pretty much the same thing. And now, 
Live from Wind Down Media Studios at South Napa Century Center, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Bigglestein! Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. It is so good to see you. It has been a long time. We, we have been um, on hiatus, a little uh, harvest-imposed hiatus. You know, the grapes are coming in, and I just have not been able to put the proper uh, time and effort into producing the quality of broadcast excellence that uh, our listeners have become uh, accustomed to. So uh, a little break, but it is so good to be back. I'm happy to be here. It's good to see you. This feels good. It feels comfy. We're in the new studio. You're looking sharp. And, um, and I got the official hat. You do. What does it say? I don't have my glasses on. Wind Down Media. Oh, that's the Wind Down Media hat. Oh, my goodness. Where do you get one of those? Oh, well, and Julissa. You just got to know someone around here. Uh, pretty much, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, what have you been doing in the weeks that we've been absent from the studio? You, you're always up to something. Well, uh, I recently got to help out with KVON and the Vine at uh, Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. Yeah, how'd that go? Month. It was a success. I had a wonderful time, and I got to help out uh, our very own Sam Craycraft, who's now manning the front desk, and he is doing a wonderful job. And I got to say, Jen, a yes. funny event that happened um, while I was there. Uh, Sam introduced me to a, a listener at the booth. He introduced me as Lauren Wells. I'm like, <laughs> Lauren Wells? Where did that come from? You've got a new stage name. As, <laughs> not really. But, no, he's doing a wonderful job. You hear him on some of the commercials and other spots he's doing. And uh, I've actually maybe talked him into getting some uh, something to do with on TV okay. with Channel 28. Well, you're involved over there. People love to see you. They love to hear you. Have you been singing? Have you been uh, appearing in any major league stadiums lately? Uh, no. No. Not a lately. Anything coming up? I recently went to Lake Tahoe with, my, with Mom and Dad on vacation a couple of weeks ago. Not Lake Almanor? Not Lake Elmenor this time, Lake Tahoe. You switched it up. Okay, that's good. Variety is the spice of uh, something or other. We did. We went yeah. on the. We went to Vikings Home and we went on the Dixie. Mm -hmm. the, that's the paddle boat. The paddle boat. Yeah. Yes. Or the paddle wheel. Paddle wheel. Boat. Yeah, yeah. And then we stayed at the Lakeside Inn for the first time in twenty years. <laughs> that's great, man. It sounds like a good time. I've not been up that way in a while. It is, and I also got. Uh, uh, what's coming up with me, Jet? I got yeah. family coming in from out of state and out of town, particularly from Arizona and Lake Almanor, because uh -huh. of our annual uh, family boating trip th this weekend on the on the Delta. Well, oh, that's coming up this coming weekend. This coming weekend. Oh, that's a blast! That okay. is a mole, not a Wells family, but a mole family yes, a tradition. Mole family tradition. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my grandfather uh, brings his boat down from Lake Almanor called the Panatella, and it's got <laughs> a, a built-in Volkswagen engine. Really? Built right in. And we launch it out of B&W Resort out of uh, Isleton. Have you been over there, Judd? I've, I've sort of. I've, you know, driven by. I check out some vineyards out there. And um, I, did uh. a, I did a road trip with our pirate when we were aging our Madeira-style wine in the back of a truck. We went out where it was hot and let it slosh around and well, no. checked that out, Isleton. Well, no, really. I just love getting out there once a year. Good. I know. I know it's a great tradition for it your is. family. So I hope you enjoy, and I hope you I boat will. safely. Same with Rio Vista as well, where we just pass on through. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So what's been going on with you, Jack? Hey, grapes, grapes, grapes. You know, close my eyes and see grapes. Uh, it's good. It's been a good year. Um, so I invite anybody who wants to come take a look. You know, our uh, Judd's Hill winery right here at the south end of Silverado Trail, one mile north of Trancas, open daily. We'd love to see you, and you can come see what we're up to. You, maybe we'll even let you punch down some uh, Cabernet that's uh, coming in um, right now. We're just starting the big reds are coming in. So that's what's happening in that world. I want to I give a couple plugs of some events that are coming up. Sure. 
the amazing, fabulous, always fun barbecue and beer battle is coming up. It's the ninth annual, and it's going to be October 20th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Vista Colina Resort here in South Napa. It's a wonderful event, super fun. You're going to eat until you explode. There's so much beer. <laughs> uh, and... Um, and Woodhouse Barbecue, the reigning champs, they're coming back and they're taking on Bartlett's Barbecue. That's going to be head-to-head competition. And for more information and tickets, it's part of the Napa Valley Education Foundation. And this benefits their music connection program to make sure that we have, um, we meaning our local students, access to music education, musical instruments. I love it. Um, anything to encourage musical education, I'm for. So, of course, for the ninth year in a row, there will be Judd's Hill Wines available to sample and enjoy with your championship barbecue. And I'll be there to say hello. So nvef.org is where you want to go for tickets. N-V-E-F, Napa Valley Education Foundation.org. While you're online, check out Judd'sHill.com and join me next summer on our fabulous Mediterranean cruise. I won't get into it too much, but you're not going to want to miss this adventure of a lifetime. And that's at judshill.com on the events page. See what's up with that and other events. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, there's a fun thing you can bring the kids to if you like miniature golf. A little bit of a tie-in with the Safeway Open happening. Come on down to First Street, Napa. There's going to be a six-hole golf course set up. A little mini putt-putt for uh, the kids to enjoy. Any, any age, really. It's going to be hot, but I want to stress that there will be free ice cream, smitten ice cream. So you'll be able to cool off there. Proceeds, it's free to come down. There are some things you can buy tickets for, for uh, food and a donation if you'd like to make. And then all of that, 100% goes to the Elena's Voice Foundation, which um, we have talked about here on this show many times. So a few fun things coming up. And um, another fun thing coming up is really the subject of this show. So Lauren Mole, would you mind, please, giving one of your signature introductions to our guests. Today we'll create a mosaic of culture, modern, and archaic. We'll talk about wine and having a good time with local vintners Hebraic. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much, Lorne. Well, we've got some Hebraic vintners here. This is uh, actually we have sitting in front of me right now, Michael Deller, a previous guest on this show and restaurateur extraordinaire. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Hi, Jed. Hi, hi. And Gary Lip, a, an icon of the Napa Valley wine industry. I'm glad that you're here as well. Good morning, Howard. Gary. It's my pleasure. Good morning to you. Yeah, uh, things are great. And I'm glad to have you here. This this. This show, the next few minutes here, we're going to talk about an event that you are um, helping to put together, and it is, as mentioned by Lorne Mole, the Hebraic Vintners. This is a celebration of our local vintners of Jewish heritage, and Lorne has heard me say this many times, as have the listeners, I, I'm always talking about travel. Get out of your bubble. As, as Mark Twain said in Innocence Abroad, travel is fatal to prejudice. You got to get out. You got to get some perspective. And I often talk, if you can't actually physically get out for whatever reason, find some things nearby that take you out of your bubble to experience other cultures, other ways of life, other traditions. So I'm going to now be spotlighting things that are happening locally that bring other cultures into the fold and a chance for the Napa community at large to experience them. So Welcome. I'm happy to talk about this, and this is a celebration that's coming up uh, 
relatively soon. Why don't we get right into it? And, and it is called L'chaim. And what does that mean? Well, I think it means to life, to life, l'chaim, 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 to life. Da, 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 da. You asked for it. I'm sorry. All right. Reminds me of your bar mitzvah. My, you were there. You were there. And by the way, I have to clean off this microphone now. It's hard to say l'chaim without making a mess, but you, you've got to say it that way. That was many years ago, and I'm, um, I'm surprised anyone can remember that far back. But yes, we go back a ways. We do. And, Since uh, before there was you. That's true. You, the, the family's known you a long time, and we've celebrated many good times together and many more to come. And today we're going to talk about celebrating this particular uh, good time. So, so tell me about it. What's going to happen, and why is this going to be so cool? Why are we doing this? On and on and on. I want to hear all about this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, this is um, the second reprise, if you will, of the Jewish Vintners event. Uh, highlighting Jewish vintners of the Napa Valley yeah. and accompanying great food. Last year, uh, we had a fabulous chef, uh, David Nafeld from Kefico, hmm. one of the hottest restaurants, not in San Francisco, but in the country. And this year, we're going to top that with... Which the, is hard to do. That was phenomenal. Well, this year, we have probably the foremost Jewish culinarian chef and cookbook <laughs> writer, Joan Nathan. Coming out of New York, or excuse me, Washington, Washington to be with us. Yeah. She will be here to orchestrate the food with our own Itamar Abramovich, who will be the catering chef from another, Blossom Catering. Blossom Catering, another former guest on this show. And I just want to interrupt briefly to remind folks, since we're now coming up on the anniversary of the big fires almost two years ago, Itamar, Chef Itamar, and the reason I had him on the show, he was the fellow spearheading feeding of the fire victims and first responders and and did an amazing job with all the logistics preparing, I think he said, upwards of 30,000 meals throughout amazing. the time there. So here's a chance for folks to now taste uh, what he can do at this event as well. You bet. And Joan Nathan, that is huge. I've got a couple of her cookbooks on my shelf, and I even turn to her Facebook page and website once in a while when I'm looking for a good uh, matzo ball recipe or something like that. James Beard Award winner multiple times, winner yeah. of the IACP Awards multiple times. That's, That's the International Association of Culinary Professionals. Yes, if you get that, then your cookbook is guaranteed a bestseller. Her own show on PBS, writer for the New York Times. At any rate, her food yeah. is spectacular. In just a bit, I'll talk to you about the menu. Oh, but yeah. preceding Joan will be a spectacular cheese presentation by our own Janet Fletcher. Another former guest on this also, show. Also, also actually <laughs> in the farmer. Yeah, That's right. On the board of directors of the Farmer's Market, which yes. is uh, a, a 20-yard pass away. We're looking at it right now at this window. Amazing. And they're going to be leaving us soon. Well, that's another topic for another time. Oh, yeah. But what a lineup. I mean, Itamar, Joan Nathan, Janet Fletcher. These are all big names. And then the wines. I don't. I, I. I haven't had a chance to look at the lineup. I'm going to be there pouring, but what? A, but well, I'll go be on. there pouring my Stardust, and Gary Lip will be there pouring. Yeah, we'll, we'll show our coho, and we've got uh, some uh, well-established wineries from Napa, and some very exciting new ones. Uh, uh -huh. Sam Kaplan, who's uh, the star winemaker up at Arkenstone, is yeah. presenting his Max and Wines, which uh, named for his kids, Max and Emma, and uh, and. Uh, Drew Nyman with Nyman Cellars, but uh, my former partner, Brooks Painter, who's the director of winemaking at uh, Castello D'Amoroso, will be showing those beautiful wines from the castle. 
Um, of course, Ernie Weir, who's probably no one more associated with being a Jewish vintner here in Napa Valley, making the delicious and kosher um, Hagafen wines. Uh, we've, we'll be presenting wines from the Hall Winery, um, Covenant Wines, another kosher winery will be on tap, as well as Hard Six Cellars, and uh, Honig Wines, La Coya, which um, in my past, I happened to name that brand. So you I, wait, you named La Coya, La Coya? I, I named La Coya, yeah. I was working, uh, I was doing the marketing for, for Jess Jackson back then for his artisans and estates group, which was the small wineries. And uh, Jess had been reticent to really come into Napa. Hmm. And then he bought, uh, he bought the... Uh, Robert Pepe Winery to make it into, I always call it Opus 2, <laughs> Cardinal. And so he kind of got the bug. He saw, oh yeah, big Cabernets from Napa. I think there's some money to be made there. And he began to purchase vineyards um, on, on our sub-Appalachian, mountain sub-Appalachian regions. And his goal was to have one on, on each of them and needed a name for the project. And he wanted to call them Vineyard Peaks. And I said, Jess, I think it's a little derivative for, you know, back, this is how long ago 1995 was, if we were going to charge $100 a bottle, you know, that, that astronomic price. That's a lot of money. Exactly. So I did a little research and saw that um, the Lokoya were the, uh, the, the tribe of the Miwok who lived up on Mount Feeder, and it meant the goose people, probably because they had, uh, the Canadian geese would rest up there on their on their journey, and uh, Lacoya sounded like a great name to me. Jess liked it. Uh, a lot of the people at Kendall Jackson got a big kick out of it. They said, "Oh, this is good. Now we're going to have Lacoya Jackson as part of the <laughs> part of the." But anyhow, oh they're, my gosh, they're what beautiful a story. wines. Um, yeah. Speaking of one of the hottest winemakers, um, we'll have Steve Mathiason with his beautiful Mathiason mm, wines. Yeah. And finishing up with. Um, the Silver Trident wines, and of course, as we said, Michael is uh, the very rarely seen outside of the homes of uh, special people, uh, Michael's uh, Stardust wine. So we're excited about that. That's going to be a big treat to get a little Stardust uh, that evening. We'll sprinkle a little around. I love it. That's a great idea. Okay, so if folks uh, want to come to this, like, what, what's the experience going to be? Did we mention the date, time, all that stuff? Did We, we will. We it's, will. It is. Let's <clears throat> let them know right now. They can put on their calendar. Saturday. October 19th, starting at 4 o'clock. So we, bit, we begin with our tasting, 14 wineries, a walk-around tasting. There'll probably be 50 wines poured among this group. And then after that, for those who purchase the dinner, which nobody want to miss that, uh, we start about 6 o'clock so for a seated dinner. Tickets. You, you can, can, yeah, you can, okay. get, you can get one, the other, or both. Okay. And I'll tell you right now that and it's both a, is as we like to say in New York, a deal. A deal. I'll bet for you. It's a deal. Yes. $50 for the tasting. Uh-huh. That'll probably end up being like a dollar a taste. Seriously, that's Can't a good deal. That. And the dinner, the spectacular dinner, uh, multi-course with, and I'm going to tell you the menu. I'm going to move into the menu. Go but ahead. The dinner, the dinner is $195, All right. which is a bargain for these kind of events. Combined, tasting and dinner, $225. What a deal. And the nice thing about the, the dinner, first of all, it's family style. So it's really you know, fun and has that right, right feel. And each vintner hosts their own table. 
and uh, we ask all our vendors, and as they did last year spectacularly, bring out wines from the library and in, in large formats, so the, the wines at dinner are, are definitely different than the wines at the tasting, and they get a chance to see the depth of what each winery can produce. So yes, and it's very I, exciting. It, it was. I recall at the dinner, I mean, not only was the tasting ahead of time fantastic, but at dinner there were, there were these old and big bottles coming out of some pretty rare and special wines that that you know that the vendors themselves were saving for special occasions and this happened to be it so uh, i know anybody who comes to this is going to be very pleased well that's it i'm bringing the big magnums that are aged mm-hmm. out of the cellar for the for the table nice and also there's going to be a magnum uh, raffle so uh-huh. everybody will bring a magnum or larger and that's going to be one of the great raffle items but listen to this menu all right the first, uh, first course is going to be displayed on the table. It's going to look bounteous. Hummus with preserved lemons and cumin. Uh, Persian uh, bazargan bulgar and tamarind with nuts. Caponata siciliana de melanzane. Eggplant, <laughs> uh, caramelized shallots and goat cheese. Dried clementines and ricotta. Uh, Ethiopian Sabbath bread. Wow. Okay. And then moving on to the main course, Lauren, which will be are you aware family of style. Ethiopian Sabbath bread? Is, I don't think I know what that is, but well, I can't you, wait. There's I, only one way to I find know, out. I'm excited. Yeah. This so, satisfies my craving to travel without actually going. I can is, experience it there. The main course. The debut in Napa Valley. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the main course starts with slow cooked brisket, red wine, vinegar, oh, yeah. and mustard. That's a Brisket to die for. Oh. Melt in your mouth. And then Libyan braised fish. Crunchy saffron rice and Moroccan tagine of vegetables. All these are going to be spread out on the table. It's so, a very multicultural dinner. Well, it is. It's like it's got that Mediterranean. Yeah, North African Mediterranean. It. You bet. Mm-hmm. Dessert: dates with brown butter with vanilla ice cream, date syrup, and halva crumble. Ooh. I mean, how do you miss a halva crumble? I wouldn't miss a halva crumble. Trust me. So this, with the old wines from large formats, is uh, going to be a treat. <laughs> where, where, and where's this? It's right here in Napa. It is right here in Napa at Congregation Beth Shalom, the new, improved Congregation <laughs> Beth Shalom. Just redone. I mean, the beautiful architecture. It's a spectacular new facility. The tasting will take, plows, take place out in the courtyard mm-hmm. under the grape arbor. And then everybody will move inside to the beautiful uh, receptionary and sanctuary where the dinner will take place. Only 120 seats for the dinner, and most of those are gone. But there's still plenty of space available to go to the tasting and to the dinner. So I suggest that people uh, look at this uh, quickly, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Yes, please Please do. All right. Go to the the, uh, website, NV, standing for Napa Valley. That's nvjewishvintners.com nvjewishvintners.com for more information and to reserve your place. Michael and Gary, I'm listening to you talk, and this sounds wonderful, but I'm, I'm at home, I'm in my car, and I think that sounds really interesting and delicious, and I'd love to try those wines, but I'm not Jewish. How can I go to this thing? Well, I've always felt that uh, to really feel comfortable as a Jew and be at a Jewish vendors event, you have to uh, have eaten a bagel at some point (laughs) or known someone who's eaten a bagel. So it's a non-ecumenical tasting. It's uh, uh, we're we're celebrating our heritage, but uh, 
we're a very inclusive people and we're a very inclusive congregation and uh, I don't think anyone uh, in Napa Valley who hears about this would not have a great time and not feel incredibly welcome. Ah, so I don't have to be Jewish to attend is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, how, how about that? That's great. Just well, like Levy's rye bread. Yeah. You don't have to be Jewish to love Levy's, which was a campaign for the New York rye bread. <laughs> right. and, 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 you know, uh, half of the vintners... Um, are, if they're not Jewish, then they're married to someone who's Jewish. Right, so there's some connection there's somewhere. There's some connection, exactly. But the, the point is that everybody who's going to be there is celebrating uh, a 5,000-year tradition of, of, of wine as an integral part of Jewish life. And we're so fortunate to be able to be here in Napa Valley to um, build on that tradition. And, of course, modestly, uh, we in Napa Valley feel we're doing it in a way that's maybe you know, some of the best wines that have ever been made in the Jewish or any other tradition. In any tradition, exactly. We've got to take a little break. When we come back, we can talk a little bit about the uh, tradition and heritage right here in Napa Valley and, um, and other fun things. So don't go away, folks. We've got Michael Deller and Gary Lip. We're talking about Lechaim, i to wipe the microphone off again. The Jewish, what is the official title? I'm sorry, you said it earlier. Lechaim Napa Valley. Just Lechaim Napa Valley. A celebration of Jewish vintners. Aha. Very good. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show on 1440 AM KVON. We'll be right back after these messages. La, 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 la. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Want to hear this episode again, as well as other past episodes? Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Judd's Napa Valley Show on the iTunes Store. Now, back to the show. Thank you, Lauren Mole. Uh, we are here talking with Michael Deller and Gary Lip. They are two of the uh, Grand Kibitzers. Is that your title? The organizers of the uh, L'Chaim event coming up, a uh, celebration of uh, Jewish vintners here in Napa Valley. And before we get back into that, you... you there's some interesting items you brought along here. Should we talk about these briefly, Michael? What, what, what have you, you got bet. there? You've got a, a pile of stuff. I have a pile of stuff. I went through <laughs> the uh, Goodwill box on my oh. way over. But, you know, the thing is, is that my wife throws away new items. I oh. only throw away my used socks. Okay. But she she puts everything in there for charity. But I pulled it out, and I'm sure it's going to go to a good, uh, a good listener. We've got a deck of playing cards here, oh. brand new, from Osame, Napa Valley. Or Heidi Barrett is the winemaker. Yeah, so they have their if own you wanna, cards. If you want, they do indeed. High-end yeah, wine good. and playing cards. Yep. No gambling on these wines. <laughs> and next, from the Humane Society, a t-shirt which says, Life is better with a dog. Oh, okay. that's nice. Size large. Okay. And finally, a suspense thriller, oh. Kate Atkinson's Transcription. Oh, a, a book. You're a, a literary book. guy. Absolutely. $28 retail value. But today? But today. All you have to be is the first person to tweet. Got to use Twitter. We used to call this bit getting your hands on Judd's goodies because people would bring in goodies and you could win them. But our former police chief and current <laughs> district attorney didn't think that was a very good name. So we haven't come up with a more socially responsible term. I don't know. It's just people winning my stuff. So, But the first one to tweet, we won't use that term. We will just say... 
you know, I want the stuff, whatever. But you have to use the hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show, and you have to put at Judd's Hill, so I'll see it. First to tweet can get those. And Gary's got something here, too. Gary, what do you, what do you got? Yeah, well, uh, in addition to wine, a very important part of my life uh, has been music. In fact, uh, just a quick aside, back in 1966, um, I was a senior in high school. My cousin and I started, uh, it was in the days of underground radio. And what we would do is every Sunday night, we would rent two hours on the foreign language station in Cleveland. I think it was $35 an hour. And uh, we would be preceded by the Polish hour. And then it would be two (laughs) hours of us playing Jimi Hendrix and Cream and uh, Paul Butterfield and whatever was not on AM radio. And then at 10 o'clock, we'd go off the air. And, uh, and it would be the Slovenian hour. So was, I'm sure we were as much a foreign language to a lot of those people as, as theirs were to us. And say where that was again, I'm sorry? This was in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland yeah. yeah. So anyhow, one of my uh, favorite bands of all time, uh, because of one of my favorite musicians, was uh, Graham Parsons. Oh, yeah. And uh, after he left the Birds, he started a band with uh, former Bird's uh, bandmate, Chris Hillman, called the Flying Burrito Brothers. Sure. And uh, from there, it was his solo career where he discovered Emmy Lou Harris, who I've been in love with ever since. Mm-hmm. And in honor of uh, the wonderful Ken Burns country music, I brought uh, my Flying Burrito Brothers t-shirt. Hey, oh. look at that. So it's a pretty spectacular t-shirt. With the silhouetted motorcycle yeah. and profile there. Yeah. So anyhow, Are you sure you want to give that away? Well, for your show, by all means. So. I feel like that's an heirloom. That, well, but, you said bring something special. Well, okay. Folks, there it is. Be the first to tweet with the hashtag JNVS and the at Judd's Hill. You can have the Flying Burrito Brothers shirt, the Life is Better with a Dog shirt, the Suspense Thriller, which title I still don't recall, but it's there and it's substantial, and a deck of wine-related Napa Valley playing cards suitable for poker, magic, scamming your friends, little three-card Monty. Next week, we'll have walnut shells for the shell game. (laughs) We'll have lots of fun. Thank you for bringing those. Let's talk more about Lechaim. Who wants to go? I know you've got well, a lot more you want sure, to talk I mean, about. Uh, we just the charity. About, what, what is the we beneficiary? We just talked about the wine and food part of this, but there is a beneficiary. Yeah, where does the money go if I shell out for this wonderful evening? You bet. We're going to benefit the students in the viticulture program at Napa Valley College. I'm told that that, college, uh, that, that, that program is the largest in existence. Uh, the wine program at Napa Valley College. So um, this is a, this is a big deal. It's gonna we're gonna create a scholarship. Oh, wonderful! In the name of Congregation Beth Shalom mm-hmm. in Lahiam, Napa Valley, for deserving students in their viticulture winery technology program, and the rest of the proceeds will go to education uh, projects uh, for Jewish students in Napa Valley. Great, got to support education. Yeah, fantastic. And there's more to the event. There's going to yeah. be live music. Oh, it is called going. a celebration, after all. Yeah. So we're going to have live music. There'll be a live auction, and as I said, the drawing for the Magnum collection of these 14 <laughs> wineries. And uh, here's some of the prizes that are going to be in this live auction. We've got a night stay at the St. Regis Hotel in New York Ooh. for two, and uh, a dinner at the chef's table at uh, One Market Restaurant. 
and a schooner cruise. One so, market restaurant. Hold on. That is a great place. In San Francisco, that is a, a stalwart of the San Francisco dining scene. One market, and you were able to get a dinner there? Well, I knew the person to twist their arm. You knew someone. So I knew someone. All right. Know what I might be bidding on. <laughs> He's <laughs> still got the marks on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> a flyover and a river cruise. So we've got a, uh, a land, sea, and air uh, pri- uh, 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 auction item, lunch in the Napa Valley, a flyover, and uh, a river cruise for six people. So uh, that's going to be a, a big, big uh, auction wow. item. Sounds fun. And uh, it's, uh, you know, m- the more the merrier in terms of uh, these, uh, these prizes. So um, I, I do want to do a shout out to uh, the, the chair, the co chairs yeah. of the event. Uh, Devereaux Smith and Larry Kamer. Mm. They have um, they've done a spectacular job of putting this activity together. It takes a lot of work, as we all know, to make something like this happen. Yes, having been involved in my share of events. Wow, good for them. Thank you, Devereaux and uh, Larry. And Devereaux was here a few weeks ago uh, when we were uh, ramping up for the Be Kind event, and she's involved with the 100 Kids Who Care Napa Valley. So she's she's a she's a do-gooder. That's for sure. She's a wonderful person, and you know I'm a little uncomfortable saying this, but she's not Jewish, but is committed to married to someone who is Jewish, and uh, and and is learning all about Judaism and studying it, and uh, um, you know it just goes to the point that you know we want this tasting and dinner are open to everybody a chance to just enjoy a wonderful wonderful evening. So so I'm just going to build on that for a moment Uh, personally, and I've talked about this a little bit in the past. I'm not a very religious person in the strict, most observant type way. But I really do enjoy feeling connected to the culture, you know, feeling a a belonging uh, in that sense. So this in in and of itself is not a religious event, but it celebrates wine, food, and the Jewish culture. So I can't emphatically enough invite anybody who's not Jewish to come Check it out, you know, being that it's not particularly on the religious side, it shouldn't make anyone feel uncomfortable who would, wouldn't necessarily want to be in a religious setting because some people are uncomfortable around religion. That's just how some people are built. But this is going to be fun. It's going to be lively. I know there's going to be great humor because there's that stereotype. There was even a documentary you can watch on Netflix called um, When Jews Were Funny, and it was all about the early you know, vaudeville comedians and on and on. And that, there's something in the DNA because whenever I get together with folks at this event or other events that happen over there, it's, it's hilarious fun. So I, I think folks are really going to enjoy whether envy, you're Jewish or not. Envy, envy. JewishVintners.com. Uh, oh. Sorry, I stepped on you. Say that again. No, it's all right. Okay. Tickets are available at NVJewishVintners.com. Great. And you have more to talk about here. There's, there's more happening, right? No? Well, <laughs> okay. I, I think we've, we've, we've talked about Okay. The, we want to leave some surprises for the Well, there is the more, event. actually. Well, I, I saw there was there, a couple there, more notes you were there, looking there at. There is more. You know, yeah. um, we're going to have autographed books. From both Joan Nathan mm. and uh, Janet Fletcher. Cool. So these are true collector's items. Mm-hmm. No extra charge for the autographs. This is not like uh, Maury <laughs> Wills signing a baseball, you know. <laughs> so you get the, some of the greatest books ever written yeah. uh, on wine and food and um, uh, cheeses. And they'll be all there for the uh, taking. A lot of fun. The date again, Saturday, October 19th. And that's from 4 to 9 at uh, Congregation Beth Shalom here on Elm Street in Napa. And uh, say the ticket 
link one more time. And then I'll ask you again in a few minutes. NV <laughs> yes. for Napa Valley, yes. jewishvintners.com. Cool. Uh, and there really is a long history of uh, Jewish presence in Napa Valley. Um, I was kind of looking it up. I was hoping we could have somebody here from the Historical Society as well. It didn't work out for today, but maybe another time we can talk about that. But there's a, a great book out if anybody would like to uh, read about that history here in Napa Valley called Under the Vine and the Fig Tree, The Jews of the Napa Valley by Lynn Weber. It's out there. I'm sure you can go to Bookmine here in Napa or the Napa County Library and get that. And there's just stories about the um, early settlers here. A little bit more the the modern families and what they're doing, and I was kind of curious to uh, see what was what, and I was doing a little research before you guys came in. Just a couple fun facts: I found a website, the uh, Jewish Museum of the American West, and if anybody wants to play along at home, their website is uh, J M A W Jewish Museum American West J M A W dot org, and. Um, there are dozens of uh, profiles of families and people from the 19th century on uh, who were in Napa Valley, but a couple I found interesting. Does the name Emmanuel uh, Manas, I'm guessing is how you pronounce his last name, mean anything? It didn't to me. He was a German immigrant, came to uh, Napa from Germany, and settled here in the 18... No, I didn't write it down, but I believe it was in the 1850s or 60s, and he worked as a tanner. You know, Napa had a big tanning industry. They still have Tannery Bend and the Tannery Building at the Hat Building. So he worked for Sawyer Tannery, which was in operation until 1990 here in Napa, became a prominent person here of Jewish heritage, and he developed... He's the guy credited with developing patent leather. As a, as a tanner, he developed patent leather right here in Napa, California, as well as a process which I know nothing about, but if you're in the tanning business, maybe uh, it's called NAP-A-TAN, Napa Tan. I, I don't know what that is, but it's a process he developed here. And he built uh, his house right near downtown Napa. It's a beautiful house, and it's still there, and it's known as the White House Inn, which some people might know. It's on Brown Street, and it's a beautiful beautiful uh, bed and breakfast now and you can stay at his his house i thought that was kind of neat patent leather patent leather right here in napa what would formal wear be without it <laughs> that's exactly it and we can thank emmanuel manas from uh well originally from germany but made his home in napa california how about that another family the goodmans abraham goodman this uh, hit close to me i grew up in saint helena so i grew up with goodman's a department store Right there on Main Street is where I got all my Cub Scout, Boy Scout uniforms, school clothes, uh, you know, my new Levi's every, uh, another prominent, uh, but not here in Napa. That's a San Francisco guy. But anyhow, uh, Abraham Goodman was a Hungarian immigrant and uh, came to St. Helena in 1876. And that's when he opened a dry goods store and then the clothing store, which uh, was there for just until recently. I mean, Two years ago. Yeah, Goodman's. And uh, this is kind of cool, too. His son, Julius, along with a fellow named Joseph Galensky, so you have Goodman and Galensky, they opened the first cinema in Napa Valley called the G&G, Goodman and Galensky Theater, in 1913. And that's still there. And it's now known as the Cameo Theater in St. Helena. But, uh, you know, growing up, I, it was always the Liberty Theater. But before that, long before my time in 1913, it was G&G Theater opened by a Goodman... And Kalinsky. So a couple early 
contributions from some people of a Jewish extraction here in Napa Valley. And then we get into the wine business. And that long list of folks you said who are going to be participating at the Lahayam event, uh, October 19th, are carrying on this tradition. And, and it goes way back in the culture. I mean, way, way back. I, I imagine, I don't know if either of you have visited um, Israel. Indeed. I, I was last there 20, almost 22 years ago. But uh, during that trip, I, I was taking a walk through the uh, Jerusalem Hills. And uh, my friend who um, was a uh, tour guide, like a, a, what do you call it? An official accredited tour guide. She knew her way around. And we were just taking a hike through the hills. And she stopped me and said, hold on, stop right there. And I said, yeah, this is a, a beautiful view. You can see the city in the distance. And there's, she said, that's not why I stopped you. Look down. I looked at my feet and I realized it was very flat. I was standing on a slab that had been just leveled out of the mountainside. And um, there was a, a channel dug into it that led into a hole on the other side. And there's nothing, there's no structure or anything. I mean, I didn't realize until she told me. When I looked closer, that's what I saw. Oh, this is a artificial, I'm standing on something somebody made. And she said, you are standing, and I think she said it was 3,000. I mean, it was at least, it was like before biblical times, I think is what she told me this was created. Winery. It was a winemaking facility. Pre-biblical. Pre wow. And that, that slab is where they would bring the grapes and crush them. And then that channel is where they would stomp on the grapes, I guess, on top of that channel. And then the juice would Which flow to wherever flow. they need. Exactly. Gravity it. flow. Pre-biblical in the Jerusalem Hills. And it really struck me. Wow, we are connected to wine for so much of our history. It's just incredible. You know, one of our winemakers actually makes wine in Israel. Oh, yeah? Jeff Morgan from Covenant Wines, oh, yeah, who, sure. who uh, has vineyards in Napa Valley, mm -hmm. uh, also has a vineyard in Israel. He's, yeah, very active over there. So he'll be here at the L'Chaim event? He'll be here or the wine will his be? Covenant wine. Right. Oh. And again, uh, Ernie Weir, mm -hmm. our own uh, kosher winemaker with Agathen <laughs> Wines, yes. will be front and center. That, that'll be great to talk to him. That's interesting. You know, people ask me, I guess, because of the name Finkelstein, if we make kosher wine at Judd's Hill, and, and we don't. But I have been involved before Hagafen had their brick-and-mortar facility. When I was a little, little kid, uh, we used to make it, you know, as a, what do you call it, a custom job. Up when my family had Whitehall Lane Winery, and I got to observe the process, which is pretty, I mean, wine is pretty much made the same way. It's just the type of supervision and some of the methods are, are slightly different. And it's interesting to watch it. And I would encourage anybody who's interested to go up to Hagoff and they don't necessarily make a big deal in their marketing that they are a kosher winery. But uh, if you get the chance to go up there and see who's making the wine and ask some questions, I think it's very fascinating. And then you'll feel a little connected to these ancient uh, customs as well, just seeing that happening in a modern facility. Well, I think the, the other Im important aspect of the kosher wines that Ernie makes, and, and Jeff Morgan too, for that matter, is they're delicious. Yes. And, uh, and I think that's the goal of all us winemakers, uh, just or not, <laughs> is to try and make delicious wines. And I think that at our event, there's going to be a great opportunity to um, taste uh, up to 50 really well-made and, uh, and delicious wines. Yes. If I can, I'd like to just repeat 
uh, who's going to be there? Yeah, just sure. Re-entice people. This is a, <laughs> an opportunity to entice. Yeah. Tell you know, and I'll just make the note because you're about to read a list of some phenomenal vintners, and there still is that perception of kosher wine. Now, not all these wines are going to be kosher. In fact, very few of them only, are actually only two. So, but there is that. Unfortunately, still a stigma with many that kosher wine means Manischewitz. Mo- yeah, Manischewitz, Mogan David, that very cloyingly sweet, you know, Concord grape wine that you would serve at a holiday. I would also in- like to invite anybody who has that, I don't know if you would call it opinion or a preconceived notion, to come out to this event and make a beeline for the Hagafen table, the Covenant table, and try some premium Napa Valley kosher wine. Exactly. Delicious stuff, yeah. Yes. So anyhow, um, in addition to the Covenant and Hagafen wines, as I mentioned earlier, Castello d'Amoroso, um, the, the, the Castle Winery will be there, uh, Hall Wines, Hard Six Cellars, Judd, we're happy as always, you're such a great supporter, your beautiful wines will be there. It's for the kids. For the kids, there you go. Honig Wines, Lacoya, Matthiasen, Maxim, the Diamond Cellars, Silver Trident Winery, and of course, as we um, said earlier, Michael's Stardust Wines and my own Coho Wines. Fantastic. It's very exciting. Any, we got a couple minutes. Any last words you want to say about this? We've, we've, I think well, I we've told like people to what they're going to expect and say something. Yeah. When, I, when I came to Napa Valley in '81 as a uh, cellar worker, um, I found myself, uh, uh, I found myself uh, alone on my first uh, high holidays. My wife was uh, back in Cleveland packing us up because uh, <laughs> the job I got at Height Cellars was a. Uh, happened very quickly, and uh, so I went to the little synagogue on uh, on Elm Street, yeah. and uh, got befriended by this really wonderful, warm man, your father, Art, oh. and uh, and welcomed me in, and uh, and invited me to join he and friends uh, for lunch group, and really mm. welcomed me into Napa Valley and and uh, and the community of uh, of Jewish winemakers, which um, starting in the the early 70s was very profound and continues to this day. There's uh, a lot of people in the industry that have a Jewish background and uh, um, I'm very proud that we're all contributing to making these world-class wines. Wow, well thank you for that and uh, thank you for the remembrance of my uh, father. I'm glad he, he a had a... Guy. This is true and I'm glad that he um, that you have that perception of him well, wel- welcoming you in because he was a he was a warm dude. Right. And yeah. and just one last note on that uh, and a fan of yours. He did bring you up often. Uh, speaking of uh, of Jewish humor, of course, something that uh, the synagogue I believe still does, but it's heyday and always will be to me uh, Jewish joke night of which your father was I was privileged to be on his cooking crew. Yes. Would, uh, would cook his 30 sides of salmon all on cedar planks. He was and, famous for that. And we'd all drink a lot of wine in the kitchen and then tell a lot of very funny and not so sometimes not so funny stories <laughs> while we consumed the fish and drank more wine. So you were one of the Alta cookers. I was one of the I was the youngest of the Alta cookers. Yeah, oh okay. Back then. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know if we can say this completely on the air, but since it's Yiddish, maybe not everyone understands, but I don't speak Yiddish, but I know the phrase Alta cocker is is slang for like an old coot, like a right. geezer. Right. And Alta meaning old and 
Cocker, use your imagination. It, um, but you Yiddish it, was a very descriptive language. Yeah, but uh, you turned it to cookers. So you were the old cookers, right. Alta cookers. I thought that was very cute. And I still have an apron that says Alta cooker on it. Um, nice remembrances. Um, yeah, your dad was a great guy. Oh, well, okay. Let's just talk about yeah. him for the next few minutes. <laughs> no, that's sweet. Thank you. And I know he's known you, Michael, for, or you guys knew each other. Long, long time. Decades and decades yeah. and decades. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I know it's not. It's not Hanukkah, but since we're talking, I brought a little treat. We're all going to have, we're going to start Hanukkah early. Usually I ask if you go nuts for donuts. I'm not even going to ask. I'm just passing these out. You can take them. I got, uh, I stopped at the uh, fabulous buttercream bakery Ah. earlier and got the uh, Hanukkah staple because they have them all year long. The jelly donut. So these will be here. You can take them whenever you want. Do you guys get into, uh, do you guys do that? Hey, thank you, Judge. Sure. Latkes and donuts and all that coming up in the next couple months. Amen. Hey, you know, before we finish on the event, let me just say that um, we have a special price for uh, CIA students as well as uh, students of the Napa Valley College uh, Viticulture Program. $15 for the tasting. Wow. Only $15. So uh, go to the website, which is nvvintners.com. I wish I knew what the code was for that, but uh, if you're creative, you'll figure out how to get that $15 (laughs) price. But just for CIA students and students of the uh, Napa Valley College uh, Viticulture Program. Wonderful. You know, if it's supporting the students uh, at the end where the money goes, why not bring them in to uh, participate as well? So that's really nice to to make it easy. It's a learning experience for for them. Great. That's wonderful. You guys, I'm really happy you came in. This is going to be the first in a series that I'm going to... It's not going to be a regular series. I'm just going to take them as they come up, but try to spotlight some different types of uh, cultural events here in our Napa community that that are inclusive and can open up, you know, minds, perspectives of people who are interested. Maybe we'll even get some people who aren't interested, but will will become uh, engaged by by attending one of the most inspiring local community builders that I know here in Napa is um, Megan Dominici. They're going through uh, a tragic moment. So, you know, we all send our love to that family. Um, But her words are in my mind every day. And she always says, we're better together. And I think there's uh, nothing truer, you know. And so I thank you for coming in and uh, sharing what you've got going on. I'm looking forward to being there. I'm looking forward to more wonderful multicultural events here in Napa Valley and uh, bringing people together because we are better together. Well, thanks, Judd. Appreciate the opportunity to be here and share our event with you and your listeners and hope uh, some of them will come and join us. I know they'll have a a great time. Yeah, fantastic. And if you are there because you heard this, uh, come up to one of us. Michael Deller, Gary Lipp, Judd Finkelstein. Just say, heard you on the radio. Thanks. That's all I got for this. So I'm going to say to Lauren Mole, why don't you talk us out, sir? And thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. Pleasure, Judd. Yeah. This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.